Do you know what I love? What do you love, Sarah? I love musicals. Yeah, I did know that, actually. Oh, God. And this is, we're talking about my, literally one of, like, my favorite musicals ever, for real. Because, like, it came at a very important time in my life when I was just, like, I want just, like, a gay musical that seems super deep. And then Jesus Christ Superstar was like, I'm here, Sarah. You say seems super deep. Are you implying that the story of Jesus is, in fact, actually pretty shallow when you get down to it? (laughs) No, I'm saying that it only gets deeper the deeper you go into it. How deep are we going to be going this podcast episode, Sarah? We're flip-flopping it inside out. Is that a measure of depth? I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never spelunked. I don't know metrics of depth. I don't think that it involves turning a cave inside out. But you know what? I haven't spelunked either. So really, it's just the blind leading the blind. That's probably a quote from the Bible or Shakespeare. So yeah, so we're going to be discussing Jesus Christ Superstar, the 1973 movie adaptation of the Broadway play, which started as a concept album. Um, Amelia at one point got very angry at me because she didn't understand the sequence of events, but it's not that hard. Listen, Sarah, every time that you try and describe the evolution of media that has contributed and become Jesus Christ Superstar, I just hear, like, the Peanuts adult Mm -hmm. noise. Going on crucifixion, New Testament. Yeah, because I know absolutely nothing about musicals, and I know absolutely nothing about Jesus, and I know even less than nothing about rock operas. So I'm just going to be taking almost everything you say at face value. I'm, by the way, I'm Sarah. I'm into religion, and I'm an atheist, but I'm into religion. We're working on the intros. (laughs) Who are you, Amelia? What do you like? Uh, well, I'm Amelia, as you may have heard, and, uh, I don't really like musicals, but I did kind of like Jesus Christ Superstar, so that was a shock for everyone involved. A literal miracle. I remember the first time I asked you if you, like, how mad are you that I made you watch this musical, and you were like, I actually kind of liked it. I felt like my mind exploded. (laughs) I was overjoyed. I was enraptured. I, I, I was... I was in heaven. You know, I think I went into this with the wrong kind of understanding because I mistakenly believed that you actually hoped that I would like it instead of just (laughs) thinking that you were torturing me. I didn't think I was torturing you. I hoped you would like it. I just thought there was no chance in hell that you would. So you thought you were torturing me, but you hoped that you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we're going to be discussing the musical and the events of it, um, which they are, so it's like a musical about the, the passion of Christ. So the last basically week of his life. Can I ask a question right now? Because yeah. this is going to be, as as you know, this is going yeah. to be a lot of me asking questions because as aforementioned, I know nothing about Jesus and I know nothing about musicals. So and I'm, I know like one more thing than her. So I'm like you know, one fact ahead. You're like three and a half facts ahead, Ooh. which is a very, very far margin. Why is it called the passion of the Christ? I expected like passionate lovemaking and I got only tidbits only the hints of that Mary Magdalene Jesus Christ Judas three-way that we all know actually Honestly? Happened. Like, okay, well, in this musical, the fucking love triangle between them, I'm trying to curse less. Anyway. I know, and I was just sitting here being like, I said I would be more tasteful. <laughs> I know, we're gonna get a swear jar and a fuck jar. No, we're not gonna call it the fuck jar, because that would make a thing in the swear jar. Gotcha. <laughs> 
Should we have a swear jar, a sex jar, sex jar, and a taking the Lord's name in vain jar? Yeah, boy, we're gonna be able to finance our podcast hosting just by our horrendous slip-ups. Just by being bad people. Hey, maybe that should be an episode of the podcast where we do actually have a jar for various things that we're trying to do better. Um, so I don't know specifically what passion refers to. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like suffering. So the suffering of Christ. It's sort of like how romanticism with a capital R isn't like romantic mm-hmm. in like the Valentine's Day sense. And the reason it's passion of the Christ, because it's a title. Because Christ is a title. Yeah, it's not Jesus' yeah. last name. So I knew it's, that. Yeah, so it's not like passion of the Dave. That's my favorite Jesus Christ <laughs> Superstar spinoff. Point is, oh my god. So this is a musical. We're just going to be discussing what happens in it and the historical, biblical kind of truth of it. As in, that's truth with like 17 quote marks around it, because things always get kind of fuzzy. Yeah. But the idea of... Christianity and Jesus in particular is like has that phrase like the greatest story ever told and so we were interested in how does that story get adapted into other stories and how does that story get adapted religiously and kind of because so much of religion is about stories and the ways that we Mm -hmm. tell them how does telling stories about religion change the kind of internal story of religion? We're saying story a lot. We're saying now story. It's beginning to lose all meaning to me. Yeah, we're saying story a lot. But the main takeaway here is that we. I tricked my best friend into watching Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I mean, that is actually it. the main takeaway. Do you want to give a quick blurb about your thoughts on the film? That's a pretty big question, Sarah. What aspects of my thoughts and what aspects of the film? When the film's credits were rolling, what was, like, running through your head? Uh, the main thing was that they really did just leave their friend Dave up on that crucifix, huh? (laughs) They really didn't. He was the only guy who didn't get back on the hippie van bus. Okay. That was literally what was going through my head. I mean, you asked. So why don't I jump in with a summary of the events? That could be good. And then Amelia can tell the truth of this narrative, which is it is the passion of the Dave, because they left their buddy Dave to die. Um, So this film is, it's framed as a group of performers going into the desert on a bus to reenact the passion of the Christ, which is the final period of Jesus's life from entering Jerusalem to getting crucified like a week later. The turnaround is super quick. It starts with them all getting into costume and then Judas worries that Jesus's popularity means he's losing control of the crowd who's going to bring down the wrath of Rome, who is occupying uh, Jerusalem and Palestine right now. Meanwhile, the disciples are pushing Jesus to be more active and aggressive against Rome and to ride into Jerusalem. Mary Magdalene is like the only one who's like, let's just chill, guys. Let's, maybe Jesus can take a nap for like 10 yeah. seconds. The council of priests decide that Jesus is agitating the crowd too much and he has to die. Jesus enters Jerusalem to great praise. The crowd is like, would you die for me? Jesus is like, Okay! It's kind of a weird question, guys. (laughs) Then he goes into the temple and throws out all the money changers and prostitutes, and Judas in the background is just watching with, like, such acute horror on his face. That's, Um, like, my favorite part. That Jesus is going through destroying stuff, or Judas in general? Judas in general, actually, now that you know, I know what my favorite part is, but I did very much enjoy Jesus literally flipping tables. Yeah, that was a very good, good moment. Um, He leaves the city where he's accosted by lepers. Mary comforts him and possibly rescues him from the leper pit. It's ambiguous. We don't see how he gets out. 
Judas goes to the priest, expresses his concern about Jesus, and they offer him money to betray him. Judas is like, no. And then the priests are like, you can donate it to the poor. And Judas is like, he's at Gethsemane. Um, so he agrees to betray him. At the Last Supper, Jesus says that he knows that he's going to be betrayed and denied. Judas and Jesus argue, like two parents getting divorced at the TGI Fridays. The apostles wow, they're getting divorced at the Fridays. <laughs> they're making the decision to get divorced at the Fridays. Dude, yeah, they're getting divorced at the Applebee's. Let me put a pin in this discussion really quickly of the events. Did I ever tell you about that one time I went to Ted's Bulletin with my friend and we overheard a couple literally getting divorced in the booth next to us? Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I believe the phrase, like, you just don't support me anymore and I don't want to be in this marriage was said, which is fucking devastating, madam. Put a quarter in the swear jar. <laughs> well, that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm pretty sure that was an exact line between Jesus and Judas <laughs> <laughs> as they broke up in that TGI Fridays. Judas and asks- G- Jesus fucking <laughs> breaks the cheesy bread. <laughs> This is my body. These are my arteries. I've made some mistakes in my life. (laughs) Judas says, I don't understand why you're doing this, and runs off. The apostles fall asleep because they are useless. Uh, Jesus goes to pray to God about his imminent death and then decides reluctantly to die. Uh, He gets arrested. Sorry, so Jesus was literally like, guess I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you heard the song. I did hear the song. Uh, he is taken to Caiaphas, the high priest, who finds him guilty of blasphemy, who sends him to Pilate, who sends him to Herod, who sends him back to Pilate. We're skipping about 20 minutes yeah, condensed Jesus right a bit there. Of a hot potato for, for a bit there in the story. Pilate thinks Jesus hasn't actually committed any crime, but he orders him flogged to appease the crowd. Uh, the crowd is not appeased, and Jesus won't say anything in his defense, so Pilate is like, okay, I guess you're crucified now. And then... The Wikipedia, so I was referencing the Wikipedia summary, and there's just like an extremely good sentence about, it's like, and then uh, Jesus transforms into a beautiful outfit, and Judas comes down from heaven on a silver cross uh, in a white jumpsuit with wings, which is what happens, and Judas asks Jesus if he meant to die. Uh, Judas, Jesus never answers. He's crucified. The performers get out of costume to board the bus to leave the desert. The actor who plays Jesus does not join them. Which is a crazy ending. It's and it a- raises a lot of questions, <laughs> which I still have to this day. I mean, there's a lot of textual evidence that this group of hippies ritualistically sacrificed their friend in a weird Christian cult. Yeah, what if it wasn't Christianity at all, but the whole time it was some kind of pagan sacrifice? Hey, it can be a Christian sacrifice. It could be. It could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. We can't know. We can't know. They, the text Listen, gives us it, so much to work with. We've got to go deeper. we got to keep inverting this cave, okay? So, well, tell me about how much you love musicals now. Uh, well, Sarah, I don't. <laughs> and I don't think I ever will. That's okay. And I did sort of fall asleep in the theater when we saw Into the Woods, so... That's fair. Into the Woods wasn't a good musical. No. Why did you wait, take me then? Wait, did you mean the fucking theater version or the movie version? The theater version. We took you to the Kennedy Center. <laughs> really boring. That's my favorite mu- Oh my You just God. said it was a bad musical. I said it was a bad movie. Oh my they God. didn't adapt it good. How dare you? Listen, Sarah, musicals are not my forte. They will never it's be fine. my forte. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. I it's did fine. not fall asleep during Jesus Christ Superstar because out of all the musicals that I experienced, so like three and a half- Maybe three three quarters if you count that one into the woods. I brought you to the um, fucking Kennedy Center. I'm keeping that curse. That was a good, valid curse. We dressed up nice. 
We did, we did. And that anyway. dress was very comfortable, luckily. Jesus! <laughs> We're talking about Jesus and how much you love musicals now. God, I'm literally mad. I'm literally, <laughs> like... Yeah, I actually hadn't told you that before. No, you, this very you moment, have so. never told me that before, and possibly you heard me complaining about how fiercely mad I was that my aunt had fallen asleep during it? Why is everyone falling asleep during my favorite musicals? I don't know, Sarah, maybe you just have bad taste in things. Maybe you don't understand the beauty of what he's doing with the fairy tales. Yeah, that's also possible. I don't think I understood a lot about that. <laughs> Which, it's a little for children, but okay. <laughs> Uh, the reason you didn't fall asleep during this one because I looked over at you every five minutes like, isn't this great? <laughs> Can I ask you, what was my face doing for a lot of this? Your face was dead neutral. Really? That yeah. was not neutral on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> on the inside, I was just like, what? What? Why are there? Okay, let me give you, let me give you a mental, a mental snapshot of me during the first few minutes of Jesus Christ Superstar, okay? Oh. Okay, okay, there's okay. a desert that seems in line with what I expected, okay? Uh, there's, like, some ruins, yeah, that also seems... It's kind of weird that they're ruins and not, like, a, a normal city, but th th that's a bus. That's, like, a car. What? There's a car! I thought this took place in fucking Jesus time! Swear. Where's Jesus? Where? Um, also, I need to immediately correct you because your opinion was not, hmm, rocks, hmm ruins your opinion was it starts someone isn't immediately singing and you turn to me and you say i thought this was all singing <laughs> and i was like yeah you moron as in all the lines are sung that doesn't mean every literal second of film someone's desperately singing there can never be a moment of silence listen it's called a musical all right i had certain expectations there should have been more music in Jesus Christ Superstar the music. Where? Where would it have gone, Amelia? I don't know. Multiple songs happening at the same time. <laughs> All 12 disciples. Just one is like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And another disciple just going like, I don't understand what Jesus wants from me. And then the they're just all layered. Oh, she's like, I kind of got to poop, but I don't want to go because we don't have toilet paper in the year one. And then someone like Carl, we're reenacting. We have toilet paper. In the van. Actually, we forgot it. <laughs> we're all stoners in the 70s, apparently. Okay, but can we talk about that, though? The insanity of this frame narrative, and the fact that, like... The costuming is so good, it and it's only good. allowed to be as good as it is because of the frame narrative. Because if this was a straight-up yeah. set-in-100 rock musical, um, then you could not dress the Romans like... Gay strippers. God, those tank tops. So good. Whatever the hell Pilot's outfit was when you broke it down. Velvet, velvet, yeah. and more velvet. No, you're wrong. It's velvet leather buckles. Velvet, velvet. And then let's not even get started on Herod yet, because that's like a whole We're gonna get thing. to Herod. We're gonna get there. Yeah, so I didn't really understand the origin of Jesus Christ Superstar in 1973, the movie. And I didn't really understand what was happening in Jesus Christ Superstar 1973, the movie. And I did not understand, for literally as long as I had been aware of its existence, how a movie called Jesus Christ Superstar, which was a musical, was not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's still baffling you. It is still baffling. Well, it was 1973. Superstar was not as common a phrase. It was just kind of starting to be a phrase. Okay, but that's still a weird thing to call a religious figure. <laughs> Well, okay. Jesus Christ. Right. Justin Bieber. <laughs> See, would that be weird? 
Oh, no, it would be more like, Jesus Christ, American Idol. No, it would be, Jesus Christ, me, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is every meme divinely inspired? I mean, I think the answer has to be yes, Sarah. If you look at this from the determinist point of view, which much of Christianity actually supports... Do you know what that sentence means? No. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I, thank God. I was worried you got, like, one fact ahead of me. Because either all memes were made by God, or memes are a surprise to God. And I'm not sure which is more unsettling a universal v- view. I kind of like the idea that, that God wasn't expecting memes, you know? Like, I know that probably doesn't make sense from a theological perspective, <laughs> but God's I just like... like the idea of God standing up in heaven looking down at the earth like, what are those crazy guys getting up to now? Oh, they do love Waluigi. <laughs> What's a goatsy? <laughs> and then, like, just Jesus, who's young and hip and knows what memes are, being like, don't, don't worry about it, Dad, don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, other aspect of me. <laughs> Much like how I compartmentalize a lot of my meme knowledge so I don't accidentally say it at the wrong time, God has compartmentalized it into Jesus, who is a meme lord. So God sent his son to Earth so that he could learn all the memes and then come and <laughs> report back. God, I wish I could do that. I, I cannot keep up. There's the so memes ma- are happening too fast. So this is your first encounter with the story of Jesus? Pretty much. I mean... My main experience with religion as a child was reading this, like, picture religion Bible mm-hmm. book that I also somehow managed to not understand was about religion. Just, like, every every single piece of religious media. It was like, I lacked the capacity to understand the concept of religion as a child. You're so like a had... demon that cannot see God's presence. <laughs> I mean, it's that's actually pretty plausible. Like, literally, I would just be, like, reading these religious stories and be like, man, that's a crazy old tale. <laughs> Who wrote this? Man, that's crazy. You watching Veggie Tales, like, why are they nailing that tomato to a stick? No, they never have they never have vegetable Jesus, okay? That's a very specific thing. <laughs> so this in many ways was the most detailed experience that I've had with the story of Jesus. And basically I went into this with more background, like very mm-hmm. loose and disconnected background knowledge about Jesus than I had ever gone into another Jesus-related piece of media mm-hmm. before. So this was kind of the most comprehensive experience that I've had with that story so far, which is cool. insane. And you had a lot of questions. I did have Which a you lot sent of to me and I tried to answer them in my novice way. So do you want to maybe get into that? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so number one Yes, Judas did canonically skulk that much. Okay, I was wondering. Because, I mean, there was a lot of skulking from the get-go. Carl Anderson, bless him, my favorite actor in this whole movie. So good. Second only, my second run-up is Bob Bingham, who played Caiaphas, who then retired from acting to be a manager of a zipper factory. I still can't believe that's That's still an incredibly good fact. God. So, why don't you, uh, do you want to start with maybe some who, what, when, where's, and why's? Yeah, that would be great. All of that that you just said. Answer it, please. Who, what, when, where, and why? Who? Jesus. What? Son of God. Where? Uh, Roman occupied Israel, Palestine, Jerusalem. Um, Why? Fuck. I know. I was like, what was the other ones again? Who, what, when, where? Why? Oh, when? When? Uh, Like the year 33. Or possibly 1973. Or possibly 1973, like both at once. God. God is both. Okay, so Jesus is both. Fully from the 70s and fully from the first century. That's a that's a really good joke, Amelia. Is it a joke? I don't know. I literally you literally don't, don't know enough about Jesus 
for yeah. me to make a single. Like, he's like fully human and fully divine at the same time. I'm not saying it was a slam dunk of a joke, but yeah, you shouldn't I don't have given. <laughs> you didn't need to give me that blank ass look. <laughs> what questions did you have? One of the first, in fact, actually the first song where we get our first introduction to yeah. Carl Anderson's weird saddle sore walk, but also like he's standing on the deck of a ship and trying not to be pitched over. Yeah, I thought about it. He also walks like he his pants are pulled down around his ankles. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's really true. But um, his pants are up and there are bell bottoms, I believe. Yeah. He also walks like a crab that only has two legs and so he's just like constantly having to balance, but he's also, you know, doing that crab walk. He does he walks like the director told him he wasn't allowed to interpret a dance, but he got away with as much of it as he could. I believe that fully. Um, so my question was about his song. It's actually unrelated to his posing, but I did just want to dig into that for a minute. Yeah. He poses the whole way through. We he can does. always bring it up. Was basically, Judas's song is about how he disagrees with the way that Jesus is handling his fame. Kind of on a more macro scale, because I know basically very little about the story of Jesus, a lot of times what I'm wondering is how much of this is legit. You know, like, how much of this is Jesus Christ Superstar, and how much of this is an actual adaptation of the story of Jesus? Okay. So, my first thing about that was, was Judas's issue with Jesus really, like, well, what, what Judas was saying in the song? <laughs> Which I can't remember the exact details. Uh, you want me to sing it all from memory? No, I'd rather not, but I know I can't stop you either, so. Yeah, so the song Heaven on Heaven on Their Minds is basically Judas being like, you've lost control of the crowd, they think you matter more than your message. He's saying that if we're not careful, Rome will crush us because we are an occupied nation and we're politically agitating. And that he does not believe that Jesus kind of has a plan. We don't have a lot in the Bible for why he betrayed Jesus. And also, just talking about the difficulties of adapting the story of Jesus, there's, like, the gospel is four gospels. They're four separate books with four different authors being like, now I will tell my version. They don't perfectly sync up. There's, like, things that happen in one that don't happen in another. Jesus has, like, six different last words, depending on which one you go with. I think in one, he goes, Father, into your hands I command commend my spirit. I command my spirit. Get there. Get out. <laughs> Go on, get. I don't I'm... love you no more. Um, and now another... I'm just looking down like, are you white fanging yourself? <laughs> <laughs> and in another one, I think his last words are like, God, why have you forsaken me? I like Dead. that better. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty dark. It's pretty dark. It's like the, the dark night rises of Christianity <laughs> reboots. And, like, not to be, like, I'm really into, like, the dark tellings, but, like, I find the Jesus that experienced atheism in himself on the cross because he cried out and nobody answered and he died to be a lot more relatable and understandable and kind of inspiring than the Jesus that is, like, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> this flesh empty. Yeet. <laughs> The only true meme lord. God. Our meme lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I, I do like that very much. I think <laughs> I, I think I just converted to Christianity, actually. God. I can't believe So wait, which version of the Gospels was Jesus' last words, yeet, then? Was it Peter? <laughs> it was Peter, wasn't it? Was it was Judas's. <laughs> Uh, it was Herod's version. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, that, that things don't always sync up. That there's, yeah. like, kind of slightly different versions. Um, so, but we don't have much motivation for Judas, and the only one we have is in one of the books where it's, like, Judas was a thief. 
um, mm-hmm. who was the treasurer but also a thief. And that was just one of the gospel books, right? That's one of the gospel books. There's, and in fact, I mean, if you're even just talking about, like, not, not what's in the, the Bible, the official Bible, but if you're talking about, like, all the random gospels we got floated around that aren't considered canonical, there is, I believe, a gospel of Judas that was found How when I was 13, and I was super into Jesus Christ Superstar, so if you want to talk about, like, Oh my god, my fandom got new material. Oh my god, did you also print that out and keep it, like, under your pillow or whatever you did? I didn't have a laptop. I had to print out all my fanfiction. It's not weird. You used to hide in the closet and play World of Warcraft. We all had our dark days, Sarah. Mine just happened to be senior year of high school. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I can't say specifically why Judas betrays Jesus in the Bible. In fact, I think Jesus Christ Superstar's big thing is, like, Judas has motivation. Judas is a fleshed-out character. Jesus also gets motivation. Jesus is also a political figure. Yeah. Um, which and- he very much was during his time. There's so many messiahs going on during this time. There's, like, uh, the Samaritan was also crucified by Pontius Pilate. There's just, like, a bunch of figures. Wow, Pilate, calm down. Yeah, Pilate, calm down. Um, also, a lot of people got crucified back then. A lot it's of not people, really funny. <laughs> a lot of people got crucified. I did not realize the extent to which crucifixion was a super common thing. My least favorite discussion of Jesus is, like, people being like, he suffered more than anyone's ever suffered. And it's like, well, I mean, he suffered. I'm not taking that away from him. He got whipped, beaten, and nailed. But, like, reading about, like, the British Navy, you got flogged 200 times. Yeah, flogged around the fleet or whatever they call it. Yeah. Like, that's... Keel-hauling. God, Sucks. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, a lot of... If we're gonna play the game of, like, Jesus suffered more than anyone else, that's objectively untrue. But if you want to say Jesus suffered state violence at the hands of people who were scared of radical change, that's, like, a lot more relatable. Yeah. Although I think that the Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar is the kind of person who would be like, I did suffer more than anyone else has ever suffered before. It was me! Ted Neely does play Jesus like a guy who thought being a cult leader would be, like, way more fun. This is basically the movie of the last seven days of Jesus' life, and he spends every moment of them in a constant state of exhaustion and exasperation. Yeah, which, to be fair... He is surrounded by literal idiots. Yeah. You asked about Judas. Why don't we expand to the whole disciples? Everyone at the Last Supper. Do you remember how I told you all of their names? Did the fact that you did? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I just really... I just wanna... There was maybe some peanut adult talking noises going on there. Yeah. So I just want to see... There are 12 of them. If you can name five of them, I'll give you five bucks. Five dollars? Show me the money. I'll Venmo you it. Okay. Alright, so, I should have known this was going to come back to bite me in the butt. Yeah, because um, I literally told you a couple you different did, times. You did, and I didn't even bother to, to, I was just like, yeah, okay, I got this. <laughs> wow, I was going to say Jesus. Alright, this is not off to a good start. <laughs> um, okay, Judas. Peter. Zealot? Zealot guy? Zealot? I need Zealot. a first name for him, but you are correct. Peter also? Paul. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you that one. Paul? Nope. John. Yes? Okay, well, to be fair, everybody has, like, five <laughs> Same names. names. Yeah. I know, if you just said, honestly, if you just said uh, a couple of those names again, you would get it. That should be though. you have five, four. No. Come on. Three. Uh, two. Jimothy. One. <laughs> Jimothy? <laughs> Everyone knows the gospel of Jimothy. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there's a James, which could be Jim. So, yeah. Um, Pay me. You could have said James twice, and you would have gotten that it. That seems cheating. 
Also, I didn't say James once. No, that's right, you said John. Wow, you really fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, swear jar. Um, there is Simon, who is called Peter, uh, and then there- Hey, I said Peter. Twice. <laughs> yeah, and I gave you Peter. But there's also Peter, his nickname for Simon. That should count. Did you name the same disciple twice? But with two different names. Okay, listen, we're we're asking too many questions. Listen about things. That I'll I'm... buy you some coffee. <laughs> okay, so there's Simon, who is Peter, who is going to be the first pope, and also betrays Jesus and has a very good line delivery. On like the third time, he's denying Jesus. They're like, I I really think you know Jesus. And he's like, I don't know him. <laughs> like just and Jesus up in heaven is like this bitch. Well, not dead yet. Oh. Jesus down on earth is like, I saw this coming, <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> There's Andrew, who is Peter's brother. Um, they were the fishermen that Jesus was like, hey, you want to fish men? There's James. There's John. They were brothers. Do you remember what Jesus nicknamed them? Oh, I kind of do, but I can't remember exactly. Please tell me. No, I'm excited to hear No, I want to hear your... The Thunder Twins. So close and even better. It's the Sons of Thunder. Oh my god, I cannot believe that. Which I told to mom and she was like, they probably snored. Which is the funniest idea of Jesus in like their communal tent coming out in the morning and being like, heard a lot from the Sons of Thunder last night, didn't I? You say snored, I say they probably farted really loudly. <laughs> Listen, James snored, John farted. This is canonical of the book of John about James. <laughs> It's the book of Jimothy. <laughs> there is Philip, who I don't think did anything notable as far as I can tell. There's Bartholomew, which, do you remember his claim to fame? Skinned? Yes! Yeah. Patron saints of Tanners, which again, is seems like- kind of insulting. Seems a little tasteless, Christianity. Like, I mean, we have a couple swear jars. It seems like you should have a jar for like, we won't- How about- Tanners a... skin things. And then Why would he be the patron saint of them? They skin things, and then they use, like, feces and urine in order to turn it into leather. Like, that doesn't seem nice. To be fair, though, every image of Bartholomew is him holding his own skin, like, a suit he's gonna put back on, so I guess it would have to be tanned. So he's like, if you went to a Gucci show, right? And the models were naked, but they were just carrying the clothes. Oh and that's God. like Bartholomew. Yes, but they're also skinless and carrying their own skin. I don't want to take that away from him. That is my kind of fashion show. That is my understanding of Gucci. Also, I'm pretty sure he suffered more than Jesus. Like, no offense, Jesus. Yeah, no the... offense, Jesus. You did not get flayed. <laughs> Bartholomew didn't even think he was coming back, probably. There's Thomas, there's Matthew, there's the second James. There's Thaddeus, who's also called, like, Labius. That can't be it. That cannot be it. <laughs> I'm definitely saying that wrong. We'll stick with Thaddeus, also called Judas, also called Jude, not Icariot. They add that as his little, like, the other Judas. They um, really didn't invent names before. Another Simon, did the Zealot. God. Oh, okay, that's what his name is. And our boy Judas. And they're all idiots. Yeah. Just a bit. I mean, you really can't blame Jesus for being so, like, low-key pissed off all the time, because, like, what are they even doing? Him in the what Last they... Supper, when he's like, look at your blank faces, my name will mean nothing ten minutes after I'm dead, and they're I all laughed. just, like, eating their bread, like, I mean, it's pretty true, it's pretty true. <laughs> I mean, no, but for some of them, it looks like they're not even listening. They're like, oh, is he talking? <laughs> is, he, is he talking? This is some pretty dry is... pita. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had some wine. Ooh, some wine! <laughs> 
And again, he's like, drink this wine, it might as well be my blood, and they're just like, cool, yeah, yeah it's good, though. I, I mean, mean <laughs> they have, some of them have the decency to look incredibly uncomfortable, which is fair at this TGI Friday's blow-up <laughs> session. And they're all pushing him to be, like, more militaristic, more aggressive, more out there. Simon Zealots has this whole song, which is like, jazz hand, jazz hand, jazz hand, let's attack Rome. Like, look at all the Roman soldiers around us. As Judas, literally standing next to a Roman soldier, has this, like, again, this skulking look, like, everyone here is dumb. Can you, can you incite insurrection when the soldiers are gone, Simon? And Jesus is continually being like, you don't need to know the plan, which is what a man who doesn't have a plan would say, I feel like. We're not, you know, I'm not here to reclaim the kingdom of Palestine. I'm here for the kingdom of heaven. And they're dumb. They are very dumb. They are pretty dumb. Judas, what do you think? Do you think Judas is dumb? Um, yes, actually, I do. I think he's pretty dumb. What did he think was gonna happen when he betrayed Jesus, okay? He's like, he betrays Jesus for, like, his little sack of coins, and then... He betrays Jesus and gets a sack of coins. Okay, I'm the sure two he would do make, pose yeah. them differently. All right, sorry, sorry. I know that you're the expert here on Judas with your printed out Judas fanfiction, but... I'll go ahead and deny that real quick. Just deny that three times into the mic. I don't have printed out Judas fanfiction. I never did. I did read it, but I didn't print it out. And I feel like that's the line in the sand. Anyway, continue. Yes, because as you know, when it comes down to what is a sin and what is not a sin, it's, it's really you, a matter of semantics did you waste, that way. Did you waste printer paper on it? I mean, she murdered, but she didn't print out 30 pages of an article, so... Damn, man, she just read it on her cell phone. <laughs> And then, but then when Jesus ends up getting executed, Judas is, like, horrified and shocked, and it's like, what did you think was gonna happen, you dumb-dumb? He might have thought Jesus was just gonna get arrested, because- Yeah, but then, like, what do you think happens after people get arrested in year fucking 30? Like, well, he was going- he wasn't going to Rome. He was going to, um, and I'm gonna definitely butcher the name of it, but the, uh, Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin being the Supreme Council in ancient Israel. It's like the Council of Priests. When you see all the guys in, like, the hats that look like chess pieces and, like, no shirts scheming, mm -hmm. that is what that is. That was a great look, also. Such a good look. Every- every outfit in this movie is the best outfit outfit I've seen. Ever. And just like progressively they just get better. They just get better. The movie ends on such a high note. Oh yeah. Well not it ends actually with the crucifixion and they, them leaving their friend Dave to die in the desert but like immediately before that with like the title song coming out. Ugh. Kills me. Greatest outfit. But they don't have the, the, the Sanhedrin don't have the authority to kill. Mm -hmm. To execute. They just have the authority to arrest to try. They can sentence but they need Rome to actually execute. So that's why uh, Jesus actually dies in a very Roman way, which is crucifixion as opposed to getting, I think, stoned to death. Oh, yeah, because that's a lot better. I mean, it actually probably is, but... Yeah, I'm actually not... It's also not great, though. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and ask me to pick which one, I guess I would say shoot me with the gun yeah. that you're pointing <laughs> at my head. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you picked flaying. That was not on the table! <laughs> So it's actually a flaying gun. It's a really <laughs> weird thing they invented. I shoot you with it and it just rips your skin off. Crazy, right? Crazy. Is it fast? No. Weirdly slow. Slow bullet. Uh, there's just like a lot of really horrifying murders in Christianity. Yep. Martyrdom. So he might have thought he'd get arrested but not executed. And he also might have thought one argument people have for Judas, because in the Bible he also says, he also goes to the priests and the priests are then like, we'll pay you. Again, it's like, it's like if you needed someone to murder your husband, and you're like, I need a dead husband, and you're like, I'll do it. And I was like, great, I'll give you $30,000. And you'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> I was just gonna do it, but okay. <laughs> Swear jar. Can we have shit? I don't know, Sarah, can we? What would God say? 
I don't know, go to the Garden of Gethsemane and be like, can I please say shit? <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that you also mispronounced Gethsemane. Gethsemane. You said Gethsemane. Why don't you tell everyone about your experience with Gethsemane? Alright, Sarah, listen. You can you can drag me for this, alright, because I kind of deserve it. But I didn't know the first time that I encountered that word that it was a thing from the Bible. Because it was, in fact, the title of a Mass Effect fanfiction that I was reading. And there are actually things called the Geth. So I was like, oh, Geth is main? That's probably something from the game that I haven't encountered yet. <laughs> Weird word. Great pick. Weird. Weird how it ended with Garrus on his knees pleading not to be murdered by Shepard. And Shepard was like, you must. I don't understand the relationship or the plot of Mass Effect. Or really the plot of the Bible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I did not know how to pronounce it. I did not know what it was. I did not know that it was a Christian thing. Turns out that it's not from a video game. Crazy. Wild. Anyway, there's a theory that Je that Judas might have been maybe trying to force Jesus to declare himself Messiah. But Jesus staunchly refuses to basically say anything in his own favor at any of the 17 trials that he has over the course of this day. Yeah, his plan, whatever plan he had, does not work out. You had a question, something about Jesus's, Judas's Jew, why are their names so uh, very similar? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was with the intent of making the ship name easier to immediately create. You asked me if they really did have an argument about the price of oil. Would it be Jesus, do you think? And actually, the fun fact about that is that or they Jesus. do have they do have that that <laughs> argument in the Bible. He does complain about a woman spending ointments, spending his ointment on. I hate you <laughs> so much. Can you please just answer the question? What is the ship name between Jesus? And Jesus? I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't know. I was twelve. <laughs> I don't think they had one. I think we all had the decency to not make a ship name, but it was probably Jesus X Judas. Like, we're like Jesus X X X Judas. All right, I'll just go ahead and put a twenty in the <laughs> in the defying God jar. <laughs> uh. To be fair, though, as an adult woman, I did think to myself, Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr have some good sexual chemistry. So. Apparently, I have not abandoned my habit of shipping real people who kind of murdered each other. Who also sing songs together. Hamilton is just Jesus Christ Superstar. No, don't say that. That's very true. No, I don't think it's, it's true. It's all singing. It is narrated by the rival, who ends up being the cause of their death. It is about understanding the person's place in history and questioning them about it. And it has unconventional music choices for the story it's telling. But Hamilton is good, is the thing. Get the <laughs> hell out of this room. Are you allowed to say hell, Sarah? I don't know! <laughs> we haven't made very consistent rules. Uh, I have facts about King Herod. Do you want to hear them? Oh, God, yeah. Let me tell you, when Herod came in, so, like, Jesus has been arrested, Judas is like, oh, no, what? What's going on? And then Crazy. Jesus Why did gets... Mary Magdalene spend all that money on oil? <laughs> Jesus gets hot potato around for a bit. And then enter the best character in the entire movie. That entire sequence for me was like a fever dream. Like, if I, if what, if seeing that <laughs> Volkswagen bus appearing in the desert was a moment of like, what is going on? Herod was like the breaking point, okay? Mm -hmm. That was when I entered a full-blown, like, episode of, like, mm -hmm. time unraveled itself, okay? Fucking Caiaphas's zipper factory just went straight Swear. down the space-time continuum. I don't care. I'll swear if I want to, okay? Herod was fucking crazy. 
Uh, okay, if you had fallen asleep at any point during this movie, it should have been in the ten seconds before Herod came on screen, because I would love you trying to bluff your way through oh understanding God. how we got from where we were to where we are now. Listen, Sarah, I was awake the whole time, and I could not tell you that even now. Maybe you can tell me. I can tell you some facts about Herod. I can't I... tell you why that scene happened the way it did, besides <laughs> artistry, magic, and wonder. <laughs> he's technically, he's Herod Antipas. Or like Herod uh, Antipasto, because he was, that was also a really good. Uh, appetizer. I don't know what that is, actually. What is it's... Antipasta? Is it if it's you a... combine it with pasta, you get nothing? No, it's an episode of Hannibal. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, there's like 12 Herods. He's Herod Antipas. Anti- Antipa. Anti- Antipas. The anti- He's Herod the, the fourth. Pick a random number. He's, uh, his son, his father was a real asshole. Herod the Great, who was King Herod technically. And then, this is like really not relevant to the movie, but I just like found this out while I was looking it up. And Herod, our Herod, our boy Herod, mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, our pool pool party bro. Pool boy. Um, was not in the first in line to inherit anything from his father. Uh, he got bumped up after both of his older brothers were executed by his father. And then his next brother in line was convicted of trying to poison his father. And then he had to share his inheritance with, like, two other siblings. Presumably because his father just lived for the drama. <laughs> and he, his father, uh, really kind of put in power by Rome. And so... He, like, appealed to Rome to be like, can you split my land into three parts for my shitty kid? Uh, And they were like, yeah, but they can't be kings anymore. Like, you gotta call them something else. And and Herod the Great on his deathbed's like, that's fine. Peace! (laughs) And so that's really, when you look at Herod, just think of a flamboyant man who has less power than he expected, but also more power than he expected. A lot of people died. Yeah. Also, he enjoys using other people's furniture, apparently. Yeah, he does. In in the Bible, he wants Jesus to perform a miracle for him, which we also do see in the movie. Uh, Jesus refuses, which happens in both both sources. But in the Bible, and I cannot believe this movie rejected this, in the Bible he also puts a coronation robe on him and sends him back. And it's like, I cannot think of a more Herod thing to do than to put some gaudy, tacky clothing on a man to taunt him, and we were denied that. Because I Sarah, think Pilate took the robe. You know that that robe would have been made out of pure crushed velvet, and I cannot believe we were pure, denied that. Pure crushed velvet. The actor who was playing Pilate refused to give it up. Yeah, you know what? That's actually probably true. That is my theory. Because in the introductory scene, if you see when they're all costuming themselves, the guy who plays Pilate puts on these big sunglasses, we see him from behind, and it's like, in time with the music, he's like, wrap the cloak around, wrap the cloak around again, turn around and face the camera, Vogue style. Oh my god, I didn't know that was Pilate at the yeah, time. Yeah, that was Pilate. Now, okay, now I need to go back, and if I had known that was Pilate, I would have been watching your face the entire time. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about Pilate real quick? Oh, I think you might like to talk about Pilate a bit. Um, Pilate is the Roman governor. We don't need to talk about why. I might be excited. Ben Daniels will be playing him in the NBC version. It's no big deal. You might be like, who's Ben Daniels? And I'm like, correct. Don't worry about it. Don't Google. Don't Twitter. Don't even look at him. Don't look at him. Don't look at me. But if you want to have a good time, maybe tweet something mean about a character named Marcus Keaton. No, sure don't. His... Don't. You're gonna... Pre- he will see it. He's gonna see it. <laughs> you okay, Sarah? I'm fine. <laughs> Pilate is the Roman governor, so they have to go to him for execution. They actually, there should be a character in here called Pilate's wife, her great biblical name. She's actually the one who has the dream about the man from Galilee who dies, not Pilate. But then presumably they're like, I, I think it's a fine adaptation choice to just give the song to Pilate rather than have one character for that song and then one character for a different song. Or they could have made Pilate played by a woman. Yes! Oh my god, that would be so good. Why don't you tell us what you thought about Pilate the first time he sends Jesus away? So, okay, I have heard the Rolling Stones song, and so I, 
I knew that there was a point where Pilot is going to wash his hands, and I didn't really know why, but I knew that it was relevant and also bad, probably, because the devil's like, it's a good thing. So there's a certain point where Pilot sends Jesus to Herod the first time, and is like, I don't want to deal with you. And I kind of leaned over to Sarah. To be fair, because it's a, a, an issue amongst the Jews. Yeah. Is the, so he's sending him to Herod, who is like the, the leader of the land that Jesus is from. Yeah. Uh, so I leaned over to Sarah and I was like, oh, is that like when he like metaphorically, like symbolically washes his hands of Jesus because he's sending him away? And what did you say to me again exactly? This movie is not that subtle. <laughs> and you were correct. <laughs> yeah, when he literally washes his hands of Jesus's blood. Would it be sonically pleasant at all for us to do our impressions? Sarah, I don't think there's anything sonically pleasant about either of us. I wash my hands of your demolition! He's also kind of crying, as he says it. Oh, he's crying. He is, die if you want to! I spat a lot, and I'm really sorry about that. And you almost slapped me. (laughs) So, uh, the point is, it's not that subtle a musical. Um, I just want to talk really quickly, and we're going to have more time to discuss the stuff, that the songs themselves, because we're watching it to- two more fucking times. Yeah, we sure are, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to watch the 2000 stage version next, which came in the mail, and I'm very, uh, I've never seen it. I think it looks terrible. I think it looks really bad. I have seen the hair, and I am basing all of my expectations off of that, <laughs> aka they are through the floor. <laughs> Yes, so we're going to watch that one, and then the when the new one comes out on Easter, we're going to try and record and get an episode up real quick so that I can talk about some stuff, but it's fine. Um, and I'm going to be live-tweeting Ben Daniels the entire time and not telling Sarah until he tweets me back. He, well, he, he, he can't tweet you back. He's on stage, Amelia. It's a live show. Oh, God. Um, but I did just want to talk about my favorite musical filmed thing. Like, such a big impact on me. Wow. Um, I think Jesus I Christ Superstar. When Judas comes down on, like, a silver cross into a quarry of darkness as, like, he's wearing, like, a white, like, cut down to his navel jumpsuit with, like, wings made of fringe, sequined fringe, and then there's, like, a bunch of angels wearing, like, feathers and bikinis, and it's just, like, such a good choice look. But then also his kind of questions of, like... I mean, it sounds dumb, but, like, the whole basis of, like, my theology kind of got started there. The idea that religion could be questioned even within religious works. Like, did Jesus mean to die? Is he the same as Buddha or Muhammad, or is any one of them more special than the other? Why did he come to Israel in 4 BC? Had no mass communication. Um, like, (laughs) so I just really enjoyed, as weird as it, and weird as, like, it sounds, that, like, three-minute song of Judas singing jazzily to Jesus, being like, why did you do that? Has sort of prompted it, like, over a decade of me going, why did Jesus do that? Well, I think, and, and that was actually one of the big things that I liked about it, where my incredibly, you know, cursory knowledge of Jesus was always the version of him being like, I command my spirit to God. <laughs> it was this idea of Jesus as somebody who was like, always knew what was going to happen and was mm-hmm. almost like at peace with it at all times and, and was very much like a spiritual figure even yeah. in life. But this was very much Jesus as a man and mm-hmm. somebody who experienced fear and did not want to die. Yeah, and and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also find that a kind of more compelling story of mm-hmm. Jesus, because I think it, it just raises a lot of really interesting questions. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's like this movie, this musical was really controversial when it came out the first time, like super controversial um, for making Jesus so flawed, for having the story be such about such flawed people. This idea from people who are super invested in the myths of these people, of like the untouchable god figures, kind of, of the people we admired. I think they genuinely don't understand how relatable and how much more intimate the story becomes when they have human flaws. Yeah, and that's what I like about it, the intimacy. And here's something that I know everyone is really desperate for. My opinion on religion as an atheist Ooh. <laughs> is that, for me, I have a harder time imagining feeling that kind of religious love for a figure that is this kind of all-knowing... Like, you know, the, when, if the physical incarnation of God is essentially just God, mm -hmm. but in a body. To me, I find it a lot more resonant to think of Jesus as somebody who, like you said, like, literally experiences atheism in his own death. You know, somebody who gets to feel exactly what it is like to be human. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I think that almost, you know, it's weird to say that, like, this this version of religion appeals to me more, <laughs> but that is kind of what we're doing here yeah. on Jeezel Pete, so... I mean, I'm literally, I'm trying out different churches in my real-ass life because I am genuinely trying to investigate religion and find some. Also, I'm on, like, the... 30th day of Lent or something. It sucks. I want sugar back in my coffee. Oh my <laughs> god. But, like, you are just trying to find the story that resonates with you and the community that resonates with you and the meaning that resonates with you. And it's sort of like, um, there's this line from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, you'll know false prophets by their fruit, for evil trees will never bring forth good fruit and uh, good trees will never bring forth evil fruit. And it's sort of this thing of, like, I feel like when you're checking out religions, like, well, what do they what do they do? What do they create? Do they create good or do they create bad? Mm -hmm. and it's not a bad metric for figuring out what you like. Also, what do you think about Jesus just screaming at all the lepers to leave him alone? Yeah, that was that was pretty good. You know, that was I mean, it was just really the writing of that scene. So good. Just, yeah, the acting, the leave me alone. Jesus was a little whiny. He was a little. He was a little. Whiny. I mean, throughout the entire movie, he was a little whiny. I mean, I guess to be fair, he knows what's gonna happen to him. He's got some reason to fucking complain. To be fair, this is a shitty week for him. Yeah. And we're gonna watch it again next week with Jesus Christ Superstar 2000. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us at Jesus Pete cast nice and that is j-e-e-z-l-e -E -E. and then the rest of it is spelled the way you'd imagine why would you spell half of it sarah <laughs> god you're 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 just a disaster that's jeezel pete cast i'm not gonna try and spell it you can also email us at jeezel pete at gmail.com is there cast on that one i don't even did anyone compete with us for that dumb name it's Jeezel Pete Cast. Yeah, you can also tweet us at JeezelPeteCast at gmail.com. Or you can email us at that address if you don't feel like trying to send a tweet to an email address. You can also follow us at Tumblr on JeezelPete.tumblr.com. Anyway, um, we'll see you next week, but we won't see you because this is a audio medium. Anyway, we love you so much. Um, we have not... What's our sign-off? Uh, it was Jeezel Webster. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that was our temporary one. Jesel wept is not bad. Okay, well, Jesel wept. Bye-bye. And next time, we might have a swear jar. And a sex jar. <laughs> that would be good, too. And we donate all the proceeds to charity, I think. As yeah. Jesus would. The charity is me. I'm broke. <laughs> hey, you will have poor always pathetically struggling. I need money. <laughs> quote from Actual Jesus. Quote. quote from Jesus. Jesel wept. <laughs> <laughs>